No, that's so true. Hi, this is Chelsea, Emma, and Julia, and we're Friends on Art. We met in grad school getting our MFAs, and now we're taking you along on our adventures to galleries and museums in New York City. Just artists talking about why they love art. In this episode, join us on New York's Upper East Side for artist Jenna Gribbon's first solo show at Levy Gorvey Diane Gallery. I get to study a face through paint, and you can feel obsession for yourself. Jenna Gribben is a Brooklyn-based artist working primarily in oil paint. The idea of being depicted for forever in paint. Her new show, The Honeymoon Show, features sumptuous, intimate paintings of her wife, Mackenzie Scott, also known as musician Torres, on their tropical honeymoon. In these paintings, we are put right in between two lovers and it's almost like all of a sudden we feel the lust that the painter feels. We feel the kind of look that, you know, one lover gives to another. And it's, in, it's an interesting position to be in as someone who is not in this relationship. And I'm wondering how it makes you guys feel, if it makes you feel uncomfortable or... Yeah, I think I... What I appreciate in these is I get an opportunity to study someone's face. Like... Mm. And it's not necessarily that I'm noticing every freckle because you don't really see like that to an extent, but I get to study a face through paint, which is like both getting to know the painter and the subject. So I feel like there's this intimacy of knowing both of them, even if I'm looking at a picture of, you know, just her wife. Um, yeah, you get a feeling that she knows, knows her face intimately. so well. Yeah. We're standing in front of Liminal Clown Face, a five-foot-tall oil-on-linen painting of Mackenzie scratching an itch on her nose, starkly lit in front of a red and yellow curtain. Her face is shiny, warped, and imperfect. Like, especially when it comes to, like, the eyelashes or the eyebrow or these fine details, like, they're beautiful to look at. And so although I'm, I'm not gonna feel the same tenderness that obviously the painter does, like I, I'm still drawn in to just like love the human form and love the body and like love the color and the richness, which, so it's a different kind of love, but a, a similar like maybe kind of attraction to it that pulls me in. Yeah. I think my first reaction to her work was like, oh my God, who is this person? Why is she painting them like this? And how does this person feel about being depicted in these ways? Like, especially considering the history of the female nude and the idea of being depicted for forever in paint in a way that's really vulnerable and can be really compromising. But I find, like, the question is really interesting that it raises is, like, does it matter who depicts the body and how they depict it? And how does that change my reaction to the paintings? I like find it really scandalous to look at. I'm like, oh, I'm looking into something that is being shown to me really generously. And so I'm excited to see it, but I'm also aware that both of these people engaged in this, like the, the subject and the painter are being really generous with me with their time and, and showing me this kind of section of their life that's really private. But it also feels really funny and humorous mm -hmm. like I understand the feeling of love and and really wanting to depict people you love as as a painter myself that paints people I love I 
I'm always really sad if they tell me they don't want to be painted. <laughs> the gallery is enormous, and after making our way up a fancy old grand staircase, we stand in front of Coconut Lover, a five-foot oil-on-linen painting of Mackenzie sitting on the ground surrounded by lush rainforest foliage and sticking her finger into a newly opened coconut. Yes. This one drew me in pretty quickly, mainly because I think it's one of two or maybe just the only one that has a green underpainting, but then also a really vivid green background. And so it like just vibrates with highlighted color. I mean, cause I feel like she already does that with the like bright neon pink nipples. And then with this bright neon green too, like you have the skin and the like flora that just, man, it screams to me mm -hmm. looking at it. It caught my attention right when I turned the corner. It's called Coconut Lover. Coconut Lover. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The play on words and the play on imagery is more interesting in this painting for me. Yeah, Julia, I also like what you said about the green underpainting. It's neon green, and when the skin comes into contact with it, painting-wise, it's like, oh, you can see little pieces of green in the skin, but it's really beautiful because the light is, like, reflected from the background onto the skin, which doesn't happen as much in some of those more performative-type paintings where there's a spotlight on the figure yeah. and all the light is coming from an external source and not from the background seeping into the figure. And I do, I like when she captures the figure in the environment more than adding an artificial like light source. I think it could be really easy to make the skin look sickly when you have yeah. a green undertone and yeah. green highlights, but because of the like vivid reds um, and little splotches of pink and peach, like her skin looks really alive. The way she paints skin is just so like soft and like glossy in a way that makes you want to touch it, which I'm sure is intentional on, you know, with it being the honeymooners and just wanting to touch someone else's flesh and being in a more watery, like island environment. Tropical. Yeah, tropical environment, mm -hmm. it makes sense. And it's funny too to name it honeymoon show. It's very like yeah. self-aware. And then obviously the inclination like for me as a painter to paint like who I love and what I love and whatever I want, I can see that she felt really free in like painting moments that she was interested in that maybe me as a viewer doesn't have to have connection to, but I can step into some of her feelings in some, in, I think some of these, maybe a few I don't, I don't know why she chose to capture that moment, but for me that, yeah, the coconut makes a lot of sense. I can understand that. Something that I like about this room in particular, because there's, you know, multiple rooms and they all have a little bit of a theme to them. And this one feels like these photos would exist in my phone. If I was like yeah. on a honeymoon, I would take these photos of my significant other and it's very much a viewing of them. And the like, there, I guess there is one painting where she's looking back at the viewer, but the two flanking pictures were just kind of getting to peek into an intimate moment. Um, and yeah, I guess I just really like the honesty of these. And I think I, I do question like, all right, why painting and why not a photograph in some of these? Because there isn't right. like necessarily a made up element or a reason that it needs to be painting. But I can only really just think about like her 
retracing her lover's body like again yeah. and again through her hand and like kind of communicating this like touch that you only can really have in painting and not in a photograph. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was what I was nervous. I was going to come into the show and just think of like, why aren't these photographs? Um, but I, I feel that sensuality of the hand in these. Yeah, it also makes me think about how she's probably taking like a thousand photographs of her, decided that this is like the subject of her obsession. Mm-hmm. And like the photograph, I usually don't like paintings that you can tell are based on photograph at these I think because of the way they're painted like they're just like so gorgeously painted that they're begging to be paintings and not photographs like there's some translation going on like they become something new that the photograph couldn't do well I think especially with this one and maybe why this one sticks out in this room is because the green is to an extent a fictional green it like kind of creates this like more exotic, more outlandish, more vibrant, which is more of a feeling than it is a reality, yeah. And I think maybe that's why the others didn't stand out as much to me, just because they do feel a little bit more photographic and a little bit more realistic. Yeah, the way the brushstrokes get really juicy in the larger paintings, and she's able to use a long stroke along the skin, I see why they're paintings and not photographs, and I can tell she really loves painting the skin mm-hmm. of, of this person. Um, I think one of the most amazing parts of her painting ability is like the way that the image falls apart and comes together like when you move forward and back, and it depends on the painting. The really huge ones of just Mackenzie's face are very detailed and realistic until you get really close and then they like completely fall apart into brush strokes. That's something that I love about her paintings. Yeah, and I feel like that's specific to scale too. Like, I don't know if you could do that in in the same way in a small painting. I feel like Mm -hmm. when you get up really close, Mm -hmm. like, and it consumes your whole peripheral uh, vision. I feel like that's when it really abstracts. And that's when you notice the composition too in a large painting and you start to enjoy that rather than the image too. I liked that about the large face paintings where you could get a crop of the eye and the cheek and notice how that abstracted in a really beautiful way and then Mm. yeah you could step back and look at it and kind of think about the photographic nature of it. But the composition of those was really beautiful. And the way the curtain fell in the background, I liked the curtain in those as well, like Mm -hmm. talking about the performance of, I don't know, do you guys know what the performance that she's alluding to is? Like of a circus? Yeah, I think it was a circus. Especially with the like frowny faces with the curtain, it definitely felt like the clown. clown. Like, I didn't read it as as like a performance. I I thought that um, they were, in a very self-aware way like having fun with the fact that they do this together so they're like let's get a light let's get a curtain like let's set it up as like a a little thing oh it's fun to think of it that way yeah it's kind of a joke yeah almost like it's it's like we're doing this like let's (laughs) let's get some props (laughs) yes Okay, so we're walking right now over to the flanking gallery. In this gallery room, two starkly lit portraits of Mackenzie with a dog in front of a curtain 
Flank Gribben's largest painting in the show, titled Huge Gaze, Homophone. It stands over nine feet tall. It's an intimate image. Mackenzie's chin rests upon Gribben's knee, her finger placed gently on the painter's pubis. She stares into her lover's eyes. We stare into hers. Even the one that's about like a sexual encounter doesn't really it doesn't really feel like it's about that or it doesn't feel private it feels like it's in some like on a movie screen like a still from a film and to like me, actors what's funny is i feel like the most intimate part is her fingernail yes <laughs> you know? the the chip paint she has what a little I was chip to paint too. fingernail that's bright red mm -hmm. and in some ways it's the warmest thing in this painting yeah I mean, like lesbian love is just not yeah. seen very often. Yeah. And how to display it, like, I think they're aware of both, like, the eroticism that it could produce, but also, like, just the simplicity and gentleness of their love as well. Like, I feel like you see a little bit of both spectrums. And I feel like just having kind of this, like, catalog of just, like, like, I, I don't think you should read too much into these other than just, like, yeah. seeing a relationship unfold on a painting. I agree. Um, mm -hmm. And that feels like enough. How do you feel about the dog? <laughs> I like the dog. <laughs> I think what's interesting about a dog, like looking, is it can be so jarring when a dog is staring at you, especially right. if you're doing something weird. But it's not like they're thinking anything. You know, it's like they, can, they see a lot, but they aren't going to do anything about it. And I feel like... Right. It's kind of like the idea of like a dog watching two people have sex. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> what are they thinking? Like, is this... Right, the dog is like the passive observer. Because yeah. really, what are they... Ha I always like, I walk around naked with my dog around all the time, and it doesn't make me feel weird. Right. But some people, they say it makes them feel weird. But I'm just kind of always thinking, the dog doesn't have like a... <laughs> it doesn't have a um, feeling of shame associated with seeing anything, really. It's just kind of reacting to moments in its life but it doesn't yeah it doesn't have a moral compass or yeah all of the things I, I think have about it symbolically at all I was just like yeah. I feel like this dog is like the the Airbnb owner's dog and like <laughs> came said, into like, the throw it in into the, <laughs> into the room <laughs> and is in the pictures but you are like I mean we are a spectator with the dog yeah you know yeah which I feel like is important. This one feels, the one where she's holding the dog feels less that way. That feels more like the Airbnb dog. I think maybe her skill is like, you know, being able to look at all these photos she's taking and being like, that would be a really interesting painting. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like she's choosing the one where the dog got into the painting and being like, yes, that's the one. Yeah, we are kind of being compared to the dog though. <laughs> like us and the dog are looking. So that's, that's funny, that's cheeky. I like the humor of that one. Can I ask a, another yeah. question? I, is it true that before we came to this show, you guys were both a little bit hesitant about Jenna Gribben as a painter? No. No? I enjoyed the paintings, yeah. I was for sure hesitant. I think I, I'm just always drawn to pieces that really just challenge my understanding of art and ways of seeing and like I love mystery and not knowing and in these there's not a ton of mystery <laughs> I mean there there is to an extent but like what you see is what you get in a lot of these um 
and I think I am really being challenged on like quality of painting like like being able to just love a painting because of how like silky a, like a cheek looks or you know like I'm trying to condition myself to just enjoy like the quality that only paint can provide and so sometimes the subject or the concept kind of fades into the background um I think that's different than how I make art so it's a challenge but I really appreciate when I can step into places like that so I feel like it's really challenged me and I've, I've really enjoyed it um more than I thought I would yeah and there's cool. a fixation too on what's beautiful and I love looking at beautiful things I think most people do but in contemporary art there is like more of an inclination to depict like things that are really challenging like what you're talking about Mm -hmm. but these are just more about like oh painting is can be really beautiful and this person is really beautiful and this situation I'm in is like a a beautiful time in life Mm -hmm. and so it everything makes sense like it's really clear why you choose all of these like types of paintings and ways of painting to depict beauty there's also like an unconditional love the kind of love where you love when someone looks weird like like there's like the paintings where her face tone is sort of purple and her she looks swollen or like in this one her neck is white and um, it's just not flattering, but like... Yeah, no, it reminds me of yeah. all the photos that my husband takes of me. He <laughs> always keeps the most unflattering photos, and he loves them, Sorry. and he'll send them to me and just marvel in it, but it's like a way he's loving me. He loves you. But I would never do that to a friend. I would never send them those photos, but I think there's something about being in an intimate relationship where you kind of cherish when your partner looks weird. It's really vulnerable. Yes. It's really vulnerable. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I get to see them when they're the most vulnerable, yeah. the most yeah. ugly. Yes, yeah. yes. No, that's so There's true. That. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. That's like... Thanks for joining Friends on Art. Friends on Art is Chelsea Sundy, Emma Kasterdudzik, and Julia Hembree-Smith. This episode was edited by Emma Kester-Dudzik. Our theme music is by Charles Kester-Dudzik.